0: Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast, a space for heart-centered entrepreneurs to live in deep alignment with what matters most, overcome subconscious limitations, and shift their energy into an unstoppable force. Before we get started, take a deep breath, hit the subscribe button, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm Kimberly Leving, and I'm so excited today to bring my friend on Funny How We Met, but her name is Nancy Erickson. We are both in the St. Louis area together, and we just recently uh, ran across each other and met, and uh, she is the book professor. So she helps entrepreneurs and business owners write books um, to help them promote their business. But it's just funny. It's such a small world. We, we met on a larger platform, not realizing that we were both there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are podcasting yeah. together. So I'm excited to hear about
1: what you do today, Nancy. Yeah, thanks, Kim. I'm, I'm really excited to, to chat with you today. Awesome. Awesome. Well,
0: I, I ask this of everybody I have on the show. I love to hear the journeys and a little bit about your background and how you got started. So,
1: well, I, I am, I own two book related businesses. One is the book professor where we help people write nonfiction books. And then I also also own a nonfiction publishing house where we publish books, you know, from our clients and many other authors. But I have not always been in this space. In fact, I've been in this space for about 16 years. Mm -hmm. And and before that, I mean, the journey is so weird. Yeah, (laughs) It's just um, my original career was in high tech. And I was a systems engineer for IBM. And then I worked for Oracle Corporation for a long time. And I guess it's been about 16 years ago, but my father was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And- uh, we knew that he would only have about seven months to live and it was pretty textbook. And so I quit my job and went to Florida back and forth to help my parents at that time. And a little bit afterward to be with my mom as she transitioned into living alone. And when I came home, I was like, oh, now what am I going to do? Because of course you don't think about those things when you're you know, taking these actions to help out. And I realized that instead of being panicked about, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? It was like, oh my gosh, I can do anything I want now. And it was, I was in a pretty unique situation. I was 48 years old, and my kids were out of college. And mm. so I didn't have that extreme financial pressure of educating kids anymore. They were out of college. I had earned enough money and bankrolled some stuff. And so I thought, you know, I always loved to write. When I was younger, I had things published and I just loved to write. So I thought, I think I want to hone those skills a little bit. And so I was looking through college catalogs. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I've already done that undergrad stuff. So I ended up going back to school to get a master's degree in writing, a, a master's of fine arts. And when I, and I was really... Only, I mean, you have to take a whole bunch of stuff. You have to take poetry and, you know, fiction writing, sure.
0: and
1: nonfiction. And the only thing I was really interested was in the non nonfiction because I just, re- I, I love for people to tell their stories. I love to hear them. I love to shape them. I just wanted to concentrate on nonfiction. So when I graduated, two things happened. Number one, I was kind of old. I was 50 when I graduated. Mm. And so I um as a more mature student, they actually asked me to join the faculty and teach writing at the school. Oh, my goodness. I graduated. And at the same time, I started this nonfiction publishing house. And I don't I don't know what made me think I could start a publishing house, but I did. And lo and behold, the first book that we published was written by a Holocaust survivor who'd gone to school with Anne Frank. And so we ended up doing the book release at their school in Amsterdam. And it was so amazing because the only two things that were still in place now, as at the same time in the 40s, when the Nazis occupied Amsterdam, was the school and across the street, the bookstore. So the author did a big ceremony at the school to commemorate, there were 170 students that the Nazis had murdered. So they were laying a commemorative plaque in that schoolyard and such. And then we went across the street and did the book release. I'm pinching myself. I'm like, this is the first book I've ever done. And I'm in Amsterdam. (laughs) Wow. Cool. And then the second book that I published we got back cover endorsements for that book from Sir Paul McCartney and Cindy Crawford, the, the, the supermodel Cindy Crawford. And wow. I was like, I kind of got the hang of this. You know, this is great. I'm, you know, on the right path. But there was a problem. And that problem was I s- strictly wanted our publishing house to be focused on material that would either save lives, change lives, or transform society. And we've got, we're getting a lot of manuscripts submitted for publication. They had a seed of that thing in it. But the problem was, is that they were so poorly written, we couldn't do anything with it. Mm. Couldn't edit our way out of it. And that really bothered me, Kim, because it was like, okay, this person has in them something that can help others to go from where they are to where they want to be. So what do I do? Just ignore them? you know, they came to us for help. And so I ended up taking a step back for a year. I didn't publish anything. And I wrote this step-by-step-by-step-by-step process to take people who aren't writers and help shape their material and turn them into authors of what we call these high impact nonfiction books. So when you talk about the journey you know, a lot of times you don't know where you're going. You're just, I just did the next thing that, that interested me and excited me. And, and the first of those things was starting to look at classes I could take. And then when I found a program that I wanted to uh, apply for, and I was accepted. And when I got into the classroom was so fulfilled, I loved it. Mm. I just loved it. And then you know, and then they asked me to teach and I love that feeling that I could actually now I can actually start teaching kids. so and then because I was teaching writing, then I kind of got the experience of teaching other people how to write that are writers. So it's been a very really, really fulfilling switch and journey for me, but I I have to say that I didn't always know where I was going or what I was doing and and it, while it was, it was actually a next step, but I didn't know it at the time, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's so many of our journeys, I think, where we just go where we're led.
1: Yeah. And then
0: the most beautiful thing unfolds.
1: Yeah. And you know, a lot of times you just, you know, in the beginning, when you're building your business, you aren't necessarily confirmed in who your audience is, your clientele. So you try a bunch of things and a and a bunch of them don't work, but some of them do and they work well. So you just start narrowing and narrowing and narrowing your focus until you're you've found that audience that you can serve to the best mm. of your ability. So I really think that, you know, in for me the the driving force was that, and I know you're you can't help but agree with this, but we have a lot of problems in our world. We have so many problems that it's really hard to name them, much less solve them. But I, to the core of my being, believe that the answers are trapped inside of people like you and like your listeners. And that when you tell your story, what you've been through, what you've overcome, what you've developed, what you've gleaned, what you've invented even, that you become the source of two things that people can't live without. And those two things are hope and help. Mm. And I believe that that's what all of us who are, have built our lives on integrity are doing within our own zone of genius is offering people hope and help.
0: Wow. So I love hearing your passion. Like it's so like, it's just, (laughs) you're just (laughs) exuding it.
1: I'm only really good at one thing. So I think I'll keep doing this over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd love to
0: hear because um, I think the whole idea of writing a book can be really intimidating. And I, I totally agree with you. Like so many people need to tell their stories. It can be transformative. There's so many... I mean, I know I've learned so much from books just from reading other oh, people's absolutely. stories. Yeah. I'm re- i I'll have three books going at any given yeah. time. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about that journey um, that you take them is on it, to help them right? become better.
1: Well, first of all, I think I, I I absolutely want to tell you, you don't need to, don't write anything first. Call You know, <laughs> call it this, because what we're going to do is we're going to work with you to shape the whole framework first before we write mm-hmm. anything and all you have to have is an idea but to get started and so what we do Kim is it, it, we want the book to unfold you know it's already inside you we don't want you to be pushing it out we want it to come kind of come through you and not yeah. forced from you So, what we do, we always start with a series of foundational questions. And there are things like, you know, why are you even doing this? What's your motivation? And who specifically is your audience? And how will they be changed as a result of receiving your message? And so there's 12 of these questions. And so we end up taking the answers and distilling those answers down into a purpose statement for the book that says. The purpose of this book is to do this particular thing for this specific audience, period. Because you can't put everything you know in your book. You can't put all of your experiences and everything. You have to find a way to prioritize the material so that it's of most benefit to the reader. So that purpose statement helps a lot as a measuring stick. So let's say you're thinking about putting something in your book. You think, well, does it deliver the audience to the purpose? If yes, let's put it in. If no, set it aside. You may find that you have more books to write. And right. Or, or if nothing else, maybe that could be a blog post. right? So, right. And I don't know, just starting with that as the basic building block for your book is very effective. Mm. And the thing is, is that we always want to present your material from the viewpoint of the reader. Yeah. what do they need what are they looking for even if they don't know they're looking for this particular thing that you have to offer so when we construct your chapters we map them all out first i developed this process that i call book mapping that it's like a mind map for each chapter and every point you're going to make every story you're going to tell every object lesson is on this map but in order to make it easy for your readers to follow, we present uh, your chapters in problem solution sets. And what I mean by that is, and this is going to be easy for you because you deal with this all the time in your own business, is what are the problems that your clients normally have? Mm. And then through a very story-driven methodology, you present the solution. So you're telling story after story after story after story. And, you know, it's, that's what people want to do is they want to solve problems or challenges or overcome obstacles, however you term that. And you're already doing those things in your business. So let's take what you know and what you're doing in your business and give, devote a chapter to each one of those. And so here's where, (laughs) this is the thing that I was talking about. It's like, you don't really know what you're doing at the time that it's a, a building block to something else, but I didn't know as I was developing this type of procedure that at the end, what it could mean is that you should be able, because each chapter solves a problem, you should be able to take every one of those chapters out and repurpose that material for other revenue producing products. Mm. Because you know what? Everybody, I mean, I hope you know, everybody's not going to read your book, but they're still in your audience. They're still- Yeah, so why don't you just meet the market where they're already engaged? So what what does that mean? It means you should be able to take each chapter and repurpose it for uh, keynote speeches or seminars or workshops or podcasts mm-hmm. or uh, online courses or video training, blog posts, whatever. And you have this treasure chest of strong content that you can begin to disseminate. So then it makes you look like you're everywhere all at once.
0: Mm, mm. I um, I can imagine because I am a huge fan of of repurposing content. I mean, I do that a lot with the podcast as I you know market and put pieces of content out there. So I, that's like gold
1: to me yeah and you know content Uh, creation is a big deal it is great when you have a core piece that then you can slice and dice yeah and, and you're also continuing to build your brand when you do that, because it's consistent and it's, it's yeah. your voice across different platforms.
0: Right. That's what I'm thinking about the stories and the voice instead of, I mean, gosh, we have AI is such a, you know, hot topic right now. Not that I wanted to bring that in here, but, but into this conversation, but, but I think this is so much more valuable because you've got that real voice. Yeah. Well, used in we can, it. talk, it's,
1: can we talk about AI? For sure. Go ahead. Chat GPT thing is a thing, and AI is something that is probably here to stay, but it is not a tool for writing your book. So, the book should do three things for you it should establish you as an expert in your field, it should increase your credibility, and should help you attract a following. And when you use AI, number one, you can't copyright it because you didn't write it, it and it's not increasing your credibility. I mean, it's it, it, it okay, so we live in this kind of distracted world, I would say disconnected, distracted world, and there's a lot of social media kind of stuff, which is nice for whatever the defined purpose is. But I think that people are starving for connection.
0: Yes, I 100% agree with that.
1: They're starving for it, and so when you have a podcast like you do, Kim, it's easy to recognize your voice because we hear it. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult to establish your voice in writing, but we can do that. And what we want to do is to, when we're telling your own personal story, is to help you be transparent in ways that would be meaningful to your readers so that when they read what your material is in your book, it sounds like you. I mean, it sounds like the real you not the, I don't know, what's that image created thing called? I, whatever, the real you. Avatar, the avatar you. People don't want your avatar. People <laughs> do not want your avatar. Yeah. They really want you. And all people want to know is that you're human and that you've, you can give them hope and help in this one area. And so we want part of telling a lot of stories in your book. Some of them you're telling on yourself. I did this and this didn't work. Like right. me, I decided I was going to build a book marketing company. I had this brilliant idea and actually it was actually a really, really good idea. And so I spent several hundred thousand dollars building this platform and stuff. And then I realized like, oh my gosh, when you build a piece of technology, you have to like add to it and maintain it. And it was like, <laughs> I don't want to do, and remember I had been in the technology world. I was like, I tried to get away from that. What am I doing? I'm doing this again. And so I ended up backing away from it. It was called book karma and thinking, this is taking me away from what I really wanted to do and Mm -hmm. sucking all my money. And it's like, now it's a, I don't want this. And so, you know, we can't be everything to everyone, but you can be something specific to a lot of people. Yeah. And, And Anyway, it's that my journey has been, extremely fulfilling because I know, and you can look at my walls. Every time we issue a book, I get a new metal print of the book cover. And my whole office is covered in book covers. I love it. Well, I love it too, because I realized that, that most of these people could not have done this without a process. Right. And it's just so gratifying. It is so gratifying because what, what, it's really not about the book it's about getting your message out of you and out into the world where it can do its work so anyway I I love it I'm
0: I, it shows it shows and I'm thinking I mean just from my perspective of being you know in mindset coaching the how this process is probably changing the person writing it like how like I mean
1: it actually does you know there's a I was talking about business books Kim and there's another category of writers that we help I call them overcomers people who have been through some things that are really difficult and they got to the other side and now they just kind of want to pull people up you know and help them right Uh, so we've worked with a lot of difficult people who've had difficult circumstances of child abuse and poverty and neglect and sexual abuse and addictions and all kinds of things but one of the things that they all have in common is they have trauma from mm. these events and when you tell your story your way the way you experienced it it's almost like you get to tell it for the last time yeah. and you get and it's very cathartic but it's also so healing because you get to finally present to the world, this is what happened to me, but I will not be defined by this. Mm. That was me. This is me now. And it just, it, it helps people to kind of to close the, the book on a chapter of their life that was so hard and they get to own their story and then they get to share it with other people. Who are going through the same thing and be that? What's the hope? The hope is I was just like you and now I'm here. Now let me help you get from where you are to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think about like it's in a way giving people their voice back. Cause I, if you've gone through trauma, and I'm one of those people that, you know, as a kid, that was my story. And if you've gone through any kind of trauma at all, you do feel like your voice has been taken away. So this is like a huge,
1: Empowering the step. Thing about it too, um, it helps release the shame mm-hmm. because yes. a lot of times when you've been through trauma, you carry shame from that, even if it wasn't you who was doing the thing. So I'm going to give right. it myself as an example. So um, I am in my third marriage. Um, that's not something that I would ever have thought but uh, my first husband, we were married for 22 years. Our kids were out of, out of high school when it came about that he had had this whole secret life and it was not compatible with being married to me anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so we were divorced and then I married another man, which I should never have done. (laughs) And I ended up leaving him when the FBI came and raided for child pornography. Okay, so I was carrying a lot of shame about those two men and what they'd done. And then I came, like, obviously, I had some therapy to help me get over it. But I came to the point of thinking, why am I ashamed? I didn't do anything. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't know what they were doing. And I'm not, I'm not gonna wear that anymore. And so, as I've told my story, just like I did briefly here, I'm getting that crap off of me. I am not married. And that's what telling your story helps to do. I do have to follow that up with, I have been married for eight years to the most wonderful person that I've ever met in my life. And we have a great relationship and it's a lot of fun. And the funny (laughs) thing is, the funny thing is, when he married me, he'd never been married before. Oh my (laughs) goodness. In my head, I'm going why would you marry someone who's been divorced 20 <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> our journeys, personal and business are, it, it's kind of nice when you get to the point where you can look back and think, well, I've kind of overcome a lot here. So yeah. Yeah, like the overcomer stories too.
0: Yeah, I do too, and I would imagine a lot of the business stories, the the entrepreneurs, are overcomer stories of as course. well. They're just different. They're maybe of not. That honestly, they could be traumatic. I mean, I work with people that you know had prior businesses and filed bankruptcy and right. whatever, and didn't work, and you know, there's a story there. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So tell us a little bit
1: about, um,
0: about the process.
1: Yeah. So I started talking off about how, you know, we start with that, those questions and then the purpose statement Mm -hmm. and then uh, the mapping out of every chapter. So once we get to that, and most of the time we work in group masterminds and I, 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 they're very focused. They usually have three to five people in them. And everybody's starting at the same point where they just have this idea and it it's really cool. So what they do is they log into the client portal on our website and for every week there's like a video training and then there's homework to download. It's an online course, but it's not it's different because you're going to be doing homework every week and then once a week we're on an hour-long Zoom mastermind call. And really diving into what did you do and how how does this impact your readers? And the mastermind group is really, I, we, I just got off one, Kim, right before we uh, started recording this, but they're going to be asking you questions about what you're doing and really helping you to hone and refine your message and contributing to each other's work. So it, it works where it's in three different like chunks. The first one is where we map out all the content. In the second chunk, we are, you're writing your first draft. And that's where I put on my professor hat. I've taught at the Mm -hmm. university. And I teach you, no matter who you are, how to write really compelling creative nonfiction. And it's a lot of storytelling. And so the only goal in that second module is to get you from what you had on these book maps into an electronic format that you're writing this first draft. And then in the third module, we uh, do a lot of editing, self-editing, expanding things into scenes, and then kind of getting rid of the things that don't don't really fit anymore. So it's fun. It takes a year. It takes a year to write your Mm. book. And I'm sure you've seen write your book in a weekend or in 90 days, or I don't know what those folks are doing, but I'll tell you, (laughs) I mean, I don't know what they're doing. But I mean, not- I'll, I'll admit, I
0: I downloaded one of those. It was like I don't know, thirty dollars. Write your book in forty-eight hours or something ridiculous. Oh, did it and-
1: work? <laughs> Obviously what? not. Ah! Obviously well, not. Sometimes people are redefining what the word "book" means. You know, we yes. Define our language all the time. A book is not some three-page thing you download from someone's website. A book is a professionally published product. And the quality of it depends on the writing. And so remember when I told you your book should do three things. It should establish you as an expert and increase your credibility and help attract a following. But only will it do those things if it's well done. Mm -hmm. And people have given me their self-published books all the time and God love them. It's hard to write a book and they did it. And that's impressive. But nine times out of 10, I'll look at this book and I think, please don't give this to anyone else because you wanted to increase your credibility and you trashed it because obviously you didn't have an editor. Obviously nobody proofread this. Obviously you don't know the publishing is a really old industry, very strong, strict conventions to publishing. And they didn't know what they were. So they overlooked it and they probably spent as much money as they would have if, you know, I'd worked with them. So um, anyway, um, I, I don't even remember what question I'm answering. <laughs> <I started laughs> That's okay. Over. That's okay. We're just going with it this
0: morning. Yeah. So it's okay. I'd love since you, you mentioned that I've always, so in my head, cause I obviously, I haven't written a book yet myself other than the, you know, the $30 download thing, which was only $30. Like is I, in my head, I thought, oh, publishing a book must be really expensive. Like, but I don't know. Can you speak on that a little bit? Like just the the investment into it and
1: I will talk about the investment, the overall investment when you work with us. And I'm gonna tell you up front, your total spend is gonna be about twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. Um over the course of the uh the mastermind group, it's three hundred and seventy-five dollars a month for 12 Hmm. months. And what I was gonna say, and what are you getting? You're getting this whole 45 video series and you're getting the group and you're getting personal conferences and all such The value is definitely there. The other thing that will be an expense for you is the professional edit that kind of sits between your finished draft and the publishing part. Mm. We charge $15 a page for that. So depending on how long your book is. The publishing is where... Um, the greatest expenses and we have a, an entire team of people who will be on your project there uh, we start off <clears throat> excuse me with the book cover design and we will give you three to four original cover samples and you get to choose which one you like the best and it may not be perfect yet, but then we'll, then we'll start honing and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking until you love it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: after simultaneously, while the cover is being designed, your book is going through proofreading. We have three different proofreaders who read your book. And that's really critical because, you know, we have error-free books. Once we have the proofreading done and the cover then we will do the a different team of artists will do the layout of your book and start noticing what in what in book interiors look like they're all different so Mm. we'll take elements from your cover and carry it through the interior of the book and so then there's other uh things that have to do with your book like the ISBN number it's tied to your publishing house we um once we get all those files complete the cover and the interior then we will print proof copies of the book and you'll read it and i will read it i read every book that goes out and i will always i always find things that need to be fixed and it's not usually the stuff the proofreader would catch but for me it's like a little bit of spacing between words or you know those kind of things my very critical publisher's eye and then we'll fix those and then we'll upload the book we distribute the books worldwide it'll immediately be on amazon and barnes and noble online and we distribute throughout the world and then the final piece that we do is we do our legal team will register your copyright in your name with the library of congress so that your intellectual property is protected Mm. so it's a long series with a lot of people involved the total cost for all of that is seven thousand eight hundred, which kind of makes us in that range of twelve to fifteen thousand dollars over time. I mean, it's not all due at the same time, you know. it's right. right. For about eighteen months.
0: Yeah, yeah. But what a beautiful process. And honestly, I mean, that's I know that doesn't compare to the thirty dollars write your book in two days thing.
1: <laughs> that's no, totally yeah, a joke. Always but, looking for the cheaper, faster yeah, way to do yeah. things, and and. We just we strictly work with people who are high integrity professionals and who really want to do it right. So if it's for your business, I, I, I'm gonna tell you up front, you're not gonna you may not even make the money that you invested in back on book sales. However, you think how many new clients do I need to get as a result of this? How many speaking engagements do I need to get as a result of this? You know, how, Can I consider this part of my marketing budget that I'm, you know, getting this foundational piece through which I can then repurpose and even extend my brand even further.
0: Right. I'm imagining um, that there's a whole marketing piece to this after your book is written. Right. Um, Because I know like most people don't make. Book sales like that's not the way that they make the money back, but I'm just imagining referrals for people to get to know you oh
1: exactly, you know,
0: exactly. just to oh, you know, there's this you know person I worked with, and you know if you want to check her out, go read her book. she's got exactly. a book out, and then that's oh, the how I thing- t- yeah. I was gonna say my my one of my coaches that I worked with recently because I always have I were I'm a coach but I always work with coaches and I read her book. That's like I did that first before I hired her. So
1: right. right. Yeah. It's a a lot of times if you have a process that you want to that you offer clients, if you put it in a book, the whole thing, all the complexities to it, they'll think, yeah, I want that, but I can't do that by myself. Right. Right. So you don't want to hold back. You don't want to, you don't want to, you just want to give it all out. And then they realize that they, they need your help to execute.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've heard that more than once that yeah, most
0: people can't or won't do all the pieces on their own and they need your support. So I love it. I love it. So I'm curious, are there any types of people that you don't
1: want to work with? Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, I can't work. I I, I get, a, a, let me just tell you a short story about someone who I had the gut feeling about, but I did it anyway. Mm, I, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I know. So we want to work with people who want to offer hope and help, not people who just want this to bring attention to themselves Mm. and there's a difference and this one particular author I had signed to do two books with her and she was she was just not a nice person at all she was an attorney and then later I found out that she sues everybody that she works with including the law school that she was teaching at you know and so she just made things really 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 difficult because it was all about her and not about what she could do to help other people uh you know what and uh, when I when I find someone who is kind of just they just want to write their autobiography which is their life story we usually will incorporate that into more meaningful work of course but if if they want to do you know that kind of thing it I will make a referral we don't really do cookbooks that's non-fiction but that's right not, that's not our thing either but <laughs> one of the things I think, Kim, that I enjoy the most is just chatting with people about what their book ideas are. Mm. um, You know, a lot of times, most people have thought about writing a book, and I bet you who are listening have thought about that before, but you don't know how to get started, or you don't know if it's a good idea. So I love to chat with people about their ideas and just, I can let you know, oh yeah, I've seen 30 books like this before, or I've never heard that before, or how can we frame this up to make it a, give you a more unique angle? And so if people, if the, your listeners, if they would like to have a talk like that, they can just go to my website. It's called thebookprofessor.com. Remember, we're talking about books and I was a professor. So it's thebookprofessor.com. <laughs> Across the top navigation, there's a link that says schedule a call with Nancy. And we'll just jump on Zoom for a half hour and just talk through your ideas. That's fun to me. I Yes. I, that's a lot of fun for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can see it. <laughs> you can totally see it, that you love it. Um, and that was going to be my next question is how people can connect with you. And I know you're also on LinkedIn. Is there any other?
1: Yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn.
0: Okay. I live okay.
1: there too. So that would be a good
0: so, so we'll have those links in the show notes of this. And um, this was so good. I love, so I mean, I love hearing people's stories. So I'm like, you know, this whole subject about book writing and people really putting what they, what they know out to the world for the purpose of making it a better place and to serve other people is just, you know, that's, that's my heart too. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on today. And then to our listeners, um, if you, if, if you have been thinking about writing a book don't download the 48 hour thing that I did. (laughs) Go to Nancy and get some some real professional um, help with it. Someone that can really inspire you to write something that's meaningful that will help you build your business. Thanks again, Nancy.
1: Thank you, Kim.
0: Thank you for listening today. I want to invite you to download my free guide at resources.kimberlyleving.com slash unlock. It's called Unlocking Your Authentic Self, Five Key Steps to Identify and Overcome Hidden Limitations in Your Life and Business and Realize Your Highest Potential. And again, that free guide can be found at resources.kimberlyleving.com slash unlock. Thank you again for listening today.